This episode of the podcast is brought to you by putting all your Thanksgiving leftovers into a blender, then into a turkey baster, and covering it over every meal for the next three days. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast where nothing really happens. <laughs> I'm Zach. And I'm Fred. And today we are here to talk about the beauty of slow burn films. And this was actually one that my brother was talking to me about and was like, hey, won't you do like like slow burns? And I was like, you know what? Fuck you, Matt. That's actually a good idea. Wow. Um, because you love slow burn films. Yeah. I've kind of come around at my age to liking <laughs> slow burn films. Slow burns are my favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, although, I will say that you you told me that slow burns wasn't really it wasn't really so much of a slow burn, but more of just a slow film in general. But slow burn and slow. Right. I said that to you when you were leaving. Yeah, you were like, eh, we can you were halfway out the door. You, I was exactly. like, slow burn and slow films, <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, what that slow burn films. <laughs> So, kind of like a little bit of both. Like, okay, there, yeah. there is kind of like this fine line with it. Um, and I think that's the thing with, like, slow films. It's like, you you really have to kind of, like, give yourself to them. Because um, I feel as though, like, they are kind of more of, like, the runs of the litter when it comes to film types that people want to go see. Yeah, definitely the uh, the general audience member will find themselves much more bored. Mm-hmm. Uh, much quick, you know, really quickly, uh, compared to something that is more typical. Uh, I know when you, when I review, when you look at any movie, that's more of, of a, of a slow pacing and you look at like the negative reviews, it's always like some art house bullshit. <laughs> I fucking hate it. I turned it off after 10 minutes. It yep. was so boring. What's the plot? Yeah. It's too like, uh, long. Nothing happens. Yeah. One of those. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's a place for them. Yes. I think there's a strong place for them. Yes. that I feel like they're kind of like, if you want to get like into like a seasonal type thing, I really think like fall and winter are like where like slow burn films like really find like their home. Yeah. Because it's like, you're kind of stuck in the house anyways because of the weather is not great. Like, why not just curl up and watch like a movie right. about like nothing? <laughs> but the thing is. It, yeah. They're, they're like. I don't, that, I don't think that they're about nothing. No. I well, think, some of them. Because so, that's different. You're mm-hmm. talking about, like, movies that don't have a plot. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you... <sighs> Listen, I know it's going to come up, and you even said it when we were leaving. Like, Call Me By Your Name is... There is a plot to Call Me By Your Name. That there movie is. is not about nothing. I know, but, like, it feels like it's, like... Because it's really just more of, like, a high-end home movie... Like it's literally just it's a it's like the experience. Yes, the experience of like a summer. It's a summer, yeah, and like that is the plot. The plot is that it's not. I think every film essentially kind of has usually a plot. I mean, there are movies that you're just like, what the fuck is like? What is this movie about? Like the raid. But I think when a movie's done well, when when a slow film is done well, and, and and a movie that maybe isn't super plot heavy, and it's more like just having things happen if it's done well you can sort of find a plot in it well yeah i mean that's so that's the thing is like when i say like there's a nothing plot like that's kind of like the general public idea of like slow films is like nothing happens like there's nothing going on yeah but there is a plot yeah and that's why like there there is a plot because like slow films are really more designed on like character setting like plot focus like things don't have to really happen 
in order for you to get a lot out of like a character and a lot out of like what's going on in a film. Yeah. And I bring up Call Me By Your Name because Actually, that, I brought it up. Well, yes, but like <laughs> I brought it up originally to you when we were talking about the topic. <laughs> so Call Me By Your Name was like kind of like that one film like where I was like, okay, this is the one that like fits it so perfectly which you didn't necessarily love i didn't love at first and i think like over time like i think i started to like really like it because again maybe like i i think i talked about it when we did the podcast for it like it was like this weird one where it's like i watched half of it and then i had to like run out and go do something but like the whole time like i'm running out i kind of got like the smile on my face because i'm like you know what i kind of feel like (laughs) i kind of feel like them i'm just going out and doing something and coming back and then i watched it like the rest of it so it's like it kind of took me out of it where it's like I had to stop in between. Yeah. But it is like for for the amount of sadness that happens at the end of it, like it is like a feel good type film for it's it. It's just a little beautiful movie. Exactly. That's, that's what it is. Um, like I always think about like when I think um I forget their names like in the film, but Timothy Charlemagne and like Army Hammer's like characters when they like stop at like the little shop. And it's like Timothy's like standing outside and it's just this wide angle shot of like the wind blowing in the tree and like there's nobody around because it's this like small little Italian like town. Yeah. And I'm like, that's gorgeous. Like I want to visit there. (laughs) By the way, side thing. Mm -hmm. You know, Army Hammer's like a cannibal. Yeah, you know, with a name like that. I'm serious. With a name like that, I'd imagine he does something weird. He's he's like, there's all this stuff came out a few years ago about him. He got, he like kind of left acting, and mm-hmm. I guess now he, I think as of literally like last month or so, he's kind of like coming back. It seems, or at least he's in like L.A. But mm-hmm. he was just like on an island somewhere. He like left acting, and he like is on an island like selling timeshares or something. <laughs> Weird, um, because he was like all of these text messages came out of him being like, "I want to eat you" and stuff like this, and like and he was being dead serious. <laughs> It's so weird. Okay. Yeah, very strange. Anyway. Well, it is the <laughs> sweetest of meats. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so like that was like the big one where it's like that was the thing that made me think about it the most. Like I I really think that there is like this fine line though with slow films where it's like Yeah, you can definitely you, get boring. Quickly. Yes. You 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 can and like the one that like was like going through my head, like the only one that was going through my head that like crossed that line was first cow first cow was a tough watch oh man like i don't me yeah like i i really really was disappointed with that because like i wanted it to be like this really like heartwarming slow movie and it ended up being just boring like be between like there's no lighting at night which we got because like you know it's during like the 1700s or whatever and like there is no natural light like at night but like my god i couldn't see anything and yeah. like a good like half of the film is at night yeah so we we go from we go from i can't see anything mm-hmm. i'm i'm uninterested in what's happening yes <laughs> <laughs> because it's not even his cow <laughs> and the cow doesn't show up really until like later really yeah. and then it's just like he's just going there and stealing milk and then coming back like there is this wholesomeness about about yes. first cow that i do appreciate but i don't think i would ever really go back no i don't want to go back to it and like i really it's upsetting because like i really really wanted to like that and like it really was like a24 putting out like another slow film yeah. that could work yeah and like i just i it cross that line of being boring yeah it's unfortunate because i really wanted to see first cow so badly and i was so excited to watch it and i was like this is going to be so good it's going to be like this emotional tale yeah and 
not just like almost nothing about that movie really hit for me, unfortunately. But mm-hmm. it, it's just it's unfortunate. I think um the thing that I kind of wanted to talk about mostly when it comes to like these slow movies and why I think they they work for me at least and, mm-hmm. and why um I think you kind of have to be a little bit more of like a sensitive person yeah um to like really kind of appreciate uh, a, a movie that is really really focusing on characters and experiences and things that are happening instead of a a real solid plot of like uh, mission impossible or yeah. whatever you know yeah like if um, your go-to films are like action movies like you can't watch something like yeah. like her yeah right um i think that uh that's one of my one of my picks by the way mine too um i think that the reason why i love them so much is because i really in in you know this is in most films that i watch uh i always try to like relate to the character in some way and i mm. think that you know just to just because we're using it as kind of like the go-to reference and like call me by your name like the reason why i think that movie resonated with me so much is because it it felt like a summer that i've had mm-hmm. you know it, granted i was never in italy but like that that summer romance feeling and then yeah. after that and then after that summer ends like we 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 go our separate ways like that that i think for a lot of people that feeling and that kind of that sort of experience a lot of people have had that experience and i think that that's why that movie works so well with me um i do think that you know a lot of slow movies and 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 movies that aren't super plot heavy but more experience heavy i think that the they will work better if you have that relatability yes if you if you cannot relate to stealing milk from a cow and then starting up your own bakery <laughs> in a small town. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to relate to that character and relate to him. I mean, there are things about him that I can relate, Yes, you know, like the feelings that he has about animals and, and the feelings that he has about friendship and all of the, all of that. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like call me by your name just works so well because of, again, I'm Italian. So maybe that also worked with it, right? Mm-hmm. Like the idea of going to Italy is like so romantic and, and every, and you're literally in the most romantic, one of, one of the most romantic and beautiful places in the world. Yeah. And, and like the whole idea of, of just like falling in love with somebody and knowing that it's coming to an end. And then, I mean, you know, obviously I don't relate to like the exploration of homosexuality, but the exploration of sexuality in general, I do, of course. Mm-hmm. Right. And like being with somebody for the first time and, and, and all of that, like all yeah. of that, it just, it just works for me so, so well. And I think that that's the main reason as to why, um, slow burn movies or whatever you want to call them are, are so beautiful to me anyway. And why I relate to them is because I think the ones that I do love, I always find something in a character that I can relate to Yeah, and, and the experiences that they have, I have, I have had a similar experience with them. Yeah. Like the relatability is like really what can like grab you for. And that's like where a lot of the times where it's like, because it's so plot and character driven, like if you have that, where it's like you've experienced something similar, then you immediately have something to grab onto. Yeah. Like even with like her, like, you know, there it's the story of like, Joaquin Phoenix's uh, character, like, falling in love basically with, like, a robot. Theodore. Yeah. But... Samantha. Yes, but... (laughs) One of my favorite movies of all time, Oh, it's gorgeous. Like, but that's the thing is, like, yeah, it's not relatable in that sense, but it is relatable in, like, we've all had, like, that love that, like, you know, 
you had somebody that you really, really loved, but you knew it couldn't last forever. That and also just especially it's so I think that that movie is so relatable um, because of the age that we live in, Mm -hmm. because I think so many and I myself uh, for, you know, a, a small period of time had that kind of like online relationship and mm-hmm. while it was with an actual person yes i hope <laughs> um phil from down the street <laughs> you never know yes but like you know like having like so many people in mm-hmm. the world are dating long distance yeah or starting relationship with somebody that they that they've never actually met in real life but and everything is through a computer and a cell phone mm-hmm. and and that is one of those reasons as to why, you know, her is so relatable. I think to so many people and including myself, like I remember sort of like having a, 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 you know, when I was whatever, 14, 13, Mm -hmm. like having a girlfriend that I met on Xbox. Like, you know what I mean? Like there are these, these like, and like those, those, we we would stay up all night and play video games and just talk and have these, you know, as deep as a 13 year old can get, you know, like having these like really deep conversations about whatever, about life and everything. And, and then, and then her comes out and it's like, Theodore, I was you at one point. <laughs> my my middle name is Theodore. <laughs> well, even too, like even like the idea of like a long distance relationship, right? Like I've been there. I've had long distance relationships where it's like I was with somebody that was like three states away, right? Like that's not easy. Like you don't really see them. Like you're literally only able to talk about them on the phone. Yeah, and it's like that's literally where Theodore and Samantha like thrive. Is like they're only really on the phone. Yeah. And I will say too, ironically enough, I think for a lot of people, an online relationship almost feels more intense and like like the feelings mm-hmm. that, that that you have for somebody develop so quickly and 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 you always want to talk to them and you always want to be with them and you constantly are talking to each other all day long. Like there's such an intensity to a online love that it's almost scary to meet them in real life. I know because then you're like, Oh shit. Like what if we don't match like in real life? Like, you know, when you text somebody, you have time to kind of like think about what you want to say. And it's like, Oh, if you just blurt something out and you don't know what to say, then it's like, Oh, did I come off crazy? Or did I come off like funny? Like what happened? And then like, there are times where it's like, you know, you, you literally meet them and you're like, your facial expressions don't match. Like something doesn't click. Yeah. And it's like, you're almost like, can we just go back to like, let's just keep it online. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and then of course, you know, like her explores that sort of, I mean, obviously it's the robot. It's kind of like an AI system. So there is no, there's never like a physical thing, but they, they explore that of Samantha hiring like an escort essentially Mm -hmm. that then brings in a physical body there. And like, he feels so uncomfortable because that's not Samantha. Like that's not the Samantha that he, that he, that he knows. And like, you kind of have this, this image of the person, Mm -hmm. I know we're going on her. Like we're going on a tangent about her. It's but fine. Like it's, I, it, like her to me is the only thing I don't like about her, and I always get uncomfortable is like the whole sex thing with like the choking of the cat. <laughs> yeah, she's like choke me with the cat's tail. I'm like I wish that this wasn't in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> if we just cut out this one she's like, scene, this dead, she's like, "There's a dead cat. Choke me with it." I'm like, "Wow, I get." But that even wasn't Samantha. That was like a different. Yeah, one that then. was. Yeah, yeah. So but, it's like if Samantha said it, I'd be like, "I don't think I buy the relationship anymore." <laughs> That made me uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, I think it's like a perfect film. Oh, absolutely. 
It's very heartwarming, very deep. Like, and that's where again, like slow burn films like thrive in. Yeah, I love, like I love you, you Spike get Jones. people invested, and then you fucking get them at the end. Yeah, you really get them like a payoff at the end, and I think that was like. You know, Call Me By Your Name and her, like, had these, like, heartbreaking moments. Yeah. And it's, like, that that's what got you. Yeah. Um, I don't know, like, if you have any other ones that, like, you want yeah, so to, like, I have, like, like... I have other films that, I mean, so, this isn't necessarily much of a slow burn film, but this is more of just a film that is so out of pocket for me that I actually really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a Woody Allen film called The Midnight in Paris mm-hmm. with Owen Wilson. Um a romance film and it's very typical it is so it is so by the numbers mm-hmm. they go to paris they're in love he he they break up like it's mm. so like by the numbers and again it's a movie about a guy who like time travels back into like the 20s in paris or excuse me not the 20s the 50s i think mm-hmm. um and meets like Ernest Hemingway and Pablo Picasso oh, okay. yes. and, and all this. And it's like, there's something about that movie and like the romance of that film that kind of works similarly to like call me by your name where it's like, they're in this beautiful city of love. I really like that movie. We should do it. Mm-hmm. Um, a movie that doesn't necessarily um, fit the mold of like, I can relate to this, but it's definitely a slow film. Uh, and one that I really love is, so there's two, um, one being pig. Yes. With Nicolas Cage. Yes. And then the other being Lamb. I know you don't love Lamb. I don't like Lamb. I know you don't like Lamb. I love Lamb. I, I dread the day where you're like, we're doing Lamb next. I, I might not ever do it uh, mm-hmm. just because I know that you don't like it. And, and, and I don't want to, you know, do a film that I know, like going into the, all right, he's going to hate this again. Well, yeah, but like I can it. I can still like sit there and like pick apart like, okay, this is good. This is bad. Yeah. This and is, then, like, like, and I have a conversation. I, I don't think Lamb is a perfect movie. Um, I think that there's some things about it. there are some things about it that I myself don't like but mm-hmm. the general story of lamb and everything about lamb I, I overall I really love that movie yeah um and again what's the plot of lamb it's two farmers that have a goat baby yeah. or a lamb baby half lamb half child and mm-hmm. it's like this this and I mean, I, th- I think the metaphor is really beautiful but like the plot is just them living on yeah just on, being a family on a farm yeah and I love it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why does that work so well? I think it's because of this, the, the whole dynamic of family and wanting a family and, and like wanting a family so badly like that relate, like I can relate to that. Mm-hmm. Like that, those are feelings that I've had of like wanting to, 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 to feel wanted almost. Right. And like yeah. wanting to, wanting to be a part of something and start something. Those are feelings that I think a lot of people can relate to. And I think that's why lamb for me works so well. And pig on the other hand, is just just beautiful journey. Mm-hmm. I got into a huge argument, not a huge argument, but a pretty big argument with this girl at a at a at a party. Oh, I think you told about me about pig. that, like how like why why pig is such a beautiful story. She hated it. Yeah, she was like, it's so fucking stupid. I'm <laughs> like, oh my god. Uh, I love I I really like pig a lot. Um, mm-hmm. and again, it's like this beautiful story of just a man trying to find his lost pig, and then it and then it comes full circle and everything about pig i love yeah i mean um, it's funny too that you mentioned like stuff like lamb and like where it, it is kind of like more on like a horror side to it because i think like sloth can also be horror oh yeah and like well, that's like where that's kind of where your slow burn comes into yes. instead of a just slow like i wouldn't call call me by, call me by your name a slow burn mm-hmm. because i feel like a slow burn kind of insinuates 
like it's ra- like eventually it's going to ramp up into something. Yeah. But like Call Me By Your Name is not a slow burn. Call Me By Your Name is just slow. Yeah. <laughs> and like every like when I was doing like a little bit of research on it too, like I wanted like I didn't get around to watching it, so I can't talk about it. But I know you've seen it. Like the Florida Project oh, is like yeah, yeah, one yeah. that's like brought up a lot about being like a really good like slow film. Yeah. Um. But I I did also think about stuff like like the Seventh Seal. Oh yeah. Like yeah. that is a slow film. Like yes. In the technical sense, like, during that time era, it was a horror movie. But to, like, us nowadays, it's not very, very, like, no. ramped up. Like, you don't get to a point where it's like, okay, here's set up payoff of, like, tremendous proportion. Right, yeah. But it is a story about a man contemplating his place in the world, and life death and death. And, life, yeah. and that's something that we kind of all go through every single day. Like, we contemplate, like, you know, what's our next step in life? Like, where should we be? Where do we want to be? Like, what do we want to do before we die? Yeah. And that's what Seven Seal is. Right. Um, Rosemary's Baby is another one that I always think about. Rosemary, Rosemary's Baby is definitely a slow burn. Possibly the best slow burn horror film to ever <laughs> come out, in my opinion. Uh-huh. I love Rosemary's Baby. Yeah. But, like, a good, like, I'd say 90 minutes of the two-hour film is a woman, like, just learning a building that she's living in and like trying to start a family and trying to like meet new people and get accustomed to like her new life. And that's a thing where it's like people every day like are trying something new and they're scared about what's going to happen. Yeah. And they're worried like the worst is going to take place. And then it evolves into like a motherhood film. Yeah. And it's like, those are, those are things that like I personally can't relate to, but I'm sure like there are mothers that may have seen the film that are like, Oh my god, like what happens like if my my child becomes like a devil basically. <laughs> like like not like a metaphorical what, term. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, like yeah. what if my child grows up to be like horrible? Right, yeah. And it's like that's a fear that people have. Like that's something yeah. relatable right there. Yeah. I think one of my favorites um this movie kind of I feel like we don't talk about it very often, but it does kind of I feel like it does get sprinkled in here and there. Um The Humans. Yeah. I still cannot for the life of me. Like, everything that I see, it's like, oh, it's a horror film. It's like, I don't think it's a horror film. That's fine. Uh, I just think it's a wholesome film to talk about, like, family. I mean, there, there's... Uh, we're not, I, we've already had this discussion. Yeah. There's, horror, <laughs> there's definitely horror elements, and mm-hmm. I'm not going to go into this again. Um, but again, the humans. Mm-hmm. What is the plot of the humans? Dinner. Thanksgiving dinner. Mm-hmm. You should watch that. You should watch that for Thanksgiving. Yeah, we should have we should have waited and done that for last episode. Um, I love the humans, mm-hmm. and again, the plot is very very loose, and it's just a family going up and down the stairs, gathering food, having conversations with one another, getting to know each other. Fathers getting angry, mothers being sad and crying, grandmothers having dementia. Like it is just a movie about life mm-hmm. and people, and them just in these four walls having conversations and talking and honestly man like the humans has really like kind of solidified itself for me as like you know a movie that i kind of love more than more than i ever expected to and i think that it's such a beautiful beautiful movie it did give me like a vibe where it's like when i watched it i was like i really want to see the play yeah yeah i agree i've never seen a play i know i've never gone to like a broadway show or anything Mm -hmm. Um, well, let's go to see Beetlejuice. 
I don't want to see Beetlejuice. <laughs> if, if somebody's going to take me to my first Broadway play, do not make a Beetlejuice. <laughs> I could care less about Beetlejuice. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I think that at the end of the day, though, what, what the conversation comes down to is like, why, why do slow films work for so many? And, mm-hmm. and, and I think that it, for me personally, it comes down to relatability yeah. and experiences that I, that I can, that I can um, kind of relate to, right? Like, I have had that summer in in Call Me by Your Name. Mm-hmm. I have had those thoughts in Lamb. I have had what you know. All of these things have kind of like you know they they, they all just eventually work. But I do think that there there is a real fine line. Like I, I mean, I like the movie overall, but yeah. I I had a hard time with um uh that witch movie that we just did. Oh yeah, you won't be alone. Yeah, you won't be very, alone. Very, very slow film. I, I had a, I, I had a hard I, time with that one. I I did like it, but yes, like, and again too, like the first time that I watched it, I was like bored out of my skull. Yeah. And like the second time around, I was like, okay, I can appreciate this film a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, and I think that there's a fine line, and I don't necessarily know if that if, if like you won't be alone walks it that well. I think for a lot of people, they would just. If 10 minutes in shut it off oh absolutely you know? like that was like when i was looking up reviews for that film that was like the oh this isn't a witch movie i i turned it off after 10 minutes yeah and it's like it is it's just a different type of witch film that nobody expected was to be a slow film yeah like there is no real horror aspect to it it's just like a woman basically learning how to live her life after being like secluded for years yeah which i can't relate to but <laughs> no <laughs> but i mean i'm sure there is somebody that can right i mean if you if you want to like take these metaphors it's like oh you know somebody who maybe like somebody who uh is like been um you know hiding the fact that they were like gay yeah like oh they, they've been hiding they've been hiding their true selves for mm-hmm. years and years and years and now they're finally coming out and, and and they're going to like learn how to live with that like you can take that metaphor that happens in you won't be alone and then take it and put it onto yourself and then that you might love that movie all mm-hmm. of a sudden right and like this representation of like somebody coming into their own skin and realizing what life is and all of that yeah for me, had a hard time relating to it. I think it was a beautiful movie. I like, I did like it, but I didn't like it nearly as much as like a lamb or the humans or her or anything like that. It's kind of like on that lower tier for me if you're like th- those kind of slow movies. Okay. Um, but overall, good. Um, and I think at the end of the day, like I said, I think that what it really comes down to for me and why I like them is relatability and me actually seeing myself in the characters. I agree. Yeah. Cool. Zach, what do, uh, what do you have to recommend? Recommendation, not anything slow. I have been putting way too much time into Pokemon Violet to the point that, like, if I wanted to recommend anything else, it wouldn't even, like, matter because I've only put time into Pokemon Violet. (laughs) Um, Okay, so what is this, a video game? Yes, it's Pokemon. On your phone? No, it's, like, it's an actual video game. Okay, why why do you... Because you should know these things. I know, you're, like, getting visually mad at me. (laughs) Pokemon! I can tell by your voice. You're like, no! I don't play Pokemon. Well, you should. Calm down. You want to play Pokemon? No. Oh. Well, uh, I know, like, a few, like, what was it, like, six months back, I recommended, like, Pokemon Arceus. Um, That was, like, the last one that had come out beforehand that I was playing. Um, I will say before you buy like Scarlet or Violet, like there is like some differences. Um, it, it is like a little frame laggy and I don't know if they're, I'm assuming they're going to put out like some type of update soon. Cause it's, the game's only been out for like three, four days, oh, but okay. gorgeous, like in terms of all these different Pokemons that you can have, like there's so much in terms of like 
um, free range, like open world, like the map is huge, like you can just go and explore, and there's different, like, um, there's different Pokemon that, like, come in herds now, so you can, like, actually almost see, like, an ecosystem with them, which is very odd, and then, too, like, they give you, like, so many different options where it's, like, you can literally go out and you can, like, challenge gyms, or you can challenge, like, these... J-I-M's or G-Y-M's? G-Y-M's. Oh, okay. Uh, you can name Jim. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what they call them. Like the gyms in terms of like, like, oh, these are like the Pokemon masters. You have to beat them and get a badge. Right. I don't know. I forget sometimes that you didn't really grow up with Pokemon. No, I didn't watch Pokemon at all. I am. I, I know nothing about, I know like the basic, I know yeah. like Pikachu and Squirtle. And yeah. <laughs> that's it. I know nothing about Pokemon mm-hmm. at all. Never watched the shows or anything. Well, for me, like this was like a thing for my childhood and like, it's just, it's a new game and it's it's something nice and like I really I'm so far I'm like really really enjoying like what I'm doing with it. I probably put about like I want to say like 36 hours into it. An unhealthy amount of hours. Yeah, it came out Friday. Um, we're, we're recording, recording this, this Wednesday, Wednesday. <laughs> so it's been about four days, and for me to put about 36 hours into the game already, it's a lot. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so Pokemon Violet. Okay. Or but I, if you want to do Scarlet, I chose Violet. Because they give you two. Gotcha. There's two different types. What are we doing next, you say? Yes. Yeah, well, you know what? While scrolling through HBO Max, I was like looking to see, like, okay, what do I want to do next? And I came across it. And if you have HBO Max, it works out for you. If not, I would imagine it's on, like, Video Prime or, like, YouTube at this point. Um, we are going to be doing Don't Worry Darling. Okay. Did you watch it yet? Yeah, I have. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, cool. Um, Zach, take us out. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Now, Frank, roll the credits. <laughs>